0: Welcome everyone to episode 64 of Casting the Net. Today is a continuation from last week and I think our last couple episodes on baptism. If I had to name today's episode, I'd probably call it baptismal grace because they talk about a lot of different things. Among those things, they go into some detail about how we are made children of God after baptism, how God equips us to be about the mission in which he has entrusted us to do. How microscopic acts that change us and those around us are so important. And they even reflect a little bit on on the uh, last episode where they said baptism is the sacrament of the present moment. So lots of great things in today's show. We hope you enjoy episode 64, Casting the Net.
1: Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends! We are back. Who's we? Well, Father <laughs> Dave, my co-host Rick. Rick, I got to tell you, you're I've, looking I've, better than the last. Do couple I have some color of, back in me? The last couple of times that we were recorded, I you are working hard.
0: Well, I feel better, and uh, I'm sure. The next twenty minutes won't feel as much like work. <laughs> what you maybe maybe for me? the audience will it will, but no, not for me.
1: Good. Awesome. Congratulations. It's good to be back amongst the living.
0: <laughs> and, and and the best news of all is that it doesn't seem as though anyone else in the house has been uh smote by my whatever it was I now, had. Now
1: hold it. The the single page on family that we studied at the seminary (laughs) that had all of the answers. That's
0: right. Right. Said that it tears through the house. Yeah. Well, we should, you're supposed to share everything in family life, (laughs) including communicable diseases. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez! But it doesn't seem to be the case this time around. So that's good.
1: Well, I get that. We'll thank, we'll thank the Lord for that. We'll thank the Lord for that. Mercy was, mercy was shown upon your, uh, your household that way. Right, Right. (laughs) <laughs> My goodness. Well, we have been. I mean, we've had extended conversations for quite a while now on the sacraments, uh, zeroing in on Eucharist and baptism. Um, a little more specifically, they're these great events where we encounter no less than the living God. That are properly understood, they're really defining events in our life. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the Lord has given them to be. Um. Defining events, imagine, you know, talking about our own lives and and uh, accenting the, these momentous occasions of sacraments. I mean, how, how more robust the church would be if more, hmm. I think, more Catholics yeah. saw the sacraments for what they are. Right. The presence and power of Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I mean and we, this that's this is where we started with baptism too was was talking about what it what it removes it, it being a cleansing yes and um you know just how sacraments in general affect what they signify you know so for baptism it, the, the 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 main element in baptism is water and that signifies a washing and and what's mm. what, what what's the washing of it's it's a washing away of sin so there's yes. there's a removal <clears throat> and that's important don't get me wrong, I mean that's what like I said that's where we started um and I think if you if you pulled most people, that's probably how they would think of baptism equally important and perhaps more important is what it gives us like what it adds to mm. our lives mm. um you know Saint Paul talks about us walking in newness of life that we're we're new creatures like that wouldn't happen if something was just being taken away mm. but baptism actually gives us something um that makes us as, as Peter says in his second letter, um, partakers of the divine nature, mm. sharers in, in God's very life. Um, so that, as you pointed out last time, um, we, we're we not merely called children of God after baptism. We're actually some, something profound changes in us, and we're yeah. made children of
1: God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a little anecdotal, perhaps not as uh, theologically developed this is memory that comes to my mind i just had the opportunity to celebrate another baptism and baptisms are are such joyous occasions mm. for me as a priest i bet everybody's happy <laughs> first right everybody's happy even even the parents who might be a little bit on the anxious side if they're if they're younger maybe this is the first one being baptized maybe they've been um working overtime trying to keep both sides of the family mm. copacetic and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and harmonious with some expectations that are placed upon them. But everybody's happy and everybody's joyful. And, and um, what I find that it does is the child, the child enfleshes the importance of of living life in a more thoughtful and intentional way. mm you know maybe up to that point we can we can um effortlessly pursue our own wants and and dreams and perhaps be allured mm-hmm. by things in the world yeah. and and not seemingly suffer the deleterious consequences of that but you put a child in the mix here yeah. i'm talking to a biological father yeah. for and you got to at least say, what is this about? What am I about? Who are we about? What am I going to do? Yeah. Where is God yeah. in this?
0: Yeah. That's an interesting point. And, um, you know, the, the, the change in being that happens, there has to be a corresponding change in life, too. You know, walking in newness of life, the operative word in that line is, is walk. Like mm. There have to be actions that, <clears throat> manifest or mirror the change that happens right. in, interiorly. Um, there's an old Thomistic axiom: um, action follows being. Hmm. W- what that means in, in simpler terms: if it if it walks like a duck, you know, waddles like a duck, and quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. <laughs> right and. It sounds like you know common sense, but the reason well, why it's not the, the, common the re- sense today, I don't know the reason why axioms <laughs> are axioms is because common sense isn't so common. Yeah, common doesn't prevail. Yeah, but the the point is that um, there has to be <clears throat> like the change that happens interiorly has to um, has to issue forth, has to show itself through through activity. Yeah, and if God didn't help us with that, if He didn't give us graces to to live differently. Um, then it would essentially make him out to be a liar. Like if, right. he were, if he were to change us interiorly but not help us, Yes. Um, you know, that, that would make it all a farce. And we, yeah. know, But we know God's not a liar. That's right. And so he does provide us with the gifts, the graces, the helps that we need to, to live in a different sort of way. I thought about Equips this. Equips us. Equips yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. right. Perfectly. To perfectly be about ahead. the mission which he has
1: entrusted us to do.
0: Yeah. I thought about this um, a lot over the past week. Um after our, our bird funeral in the neighborhood. Oh you had a bird funeral. Did I tell you about that? You didn't. Oh, it was it was what's a...
1: going on in your neighborhood?
0: <laughs> Apparently there's some sort of bird sickness going. On. I don't know, but uh <laughs> You're a Dominican, not a Franciscan. <laughs> right? In
1: spirituality. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Um well, so tell
1: me about the bird yeah, funeral. So
0: I was uh I was outside mowing last week. <clears throat> I think it was Tuesday, and uh the kids are outside playing too. Um and I'm not feeling well, you know. I'm sick. Right. I'm I'm still feeling the effects of the cold medicine I took. You know, so I'm foggy headed. I'm feeling a little anxious. I'm not prepared for, for what's headed my way. You're barely able I to just, keep that mower in front of you right. in a straight line. Yeah, exactly. But I got to get it done. <laughs> and I and as I'm as I'm making the rounds, I look down the street. Three of my children and four of the neighborhood kids are are circled around something on the ground looking Mm. at it. Mm. And I think, okay, this is never, this this doesn't bode well. (laughs) I don't want to do this. I don't want to handle this, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm headed down the street. What's going on guys. They're looking at a bird that is breathing pretty heavily. It's, it's labored breathing. Its head is kind of cocked at an unnatural angle. And it's obvious to me that this thing's not going to make it. Yeah, um, and they, you know, Maggie. Maggie's leading the charge. Maggie, our karate <laughs> warrior slash burgeoning hippie. <laughs> she, she's she's insisting that I call the vet, that I call the Ohio Wildlife Federation, that I call not not Peter.
1: call Father Dave. By the way, well,
0: you probably would have you probably would have been on a list somewhere <laughs> if I'd let her persist in all of this, but. I, I try to I try to lower the temperature a little bit and just point out, you know, I mean, you leave it alone. Animals are, are pretty resilient; it might bounce back. Let's just wait and see what happens. And they're, they seem to be satisfied by this. Hmm. So I go back to mowing. <clears throat> about thirty minutes later, I see Maggie kind of walking down the sidewalk with a box. She had um, she had touched it. I was very emphatic about her not touching birds. Sure, of course, well, all the kids not touching birds. Uh, but she had kind of scooped it into the box. <laughs> And given it some uh, some crab apples, kind of put them by arranged them you know around around its head mm. and gave it a little dish of water and uh she said she was gonna you know she's gonna just just giving it some comfort, just gonna you know put it here and she she checked on it periodically over the next hour, and about an hour later it it died, and she was pretty distraught about it mm. and at this point it's like i mean it was it was never really about the bird for me as a parent, obviously it's about what the kids can learn from this wow. event you know and i point out to her that you know maggie you you provided comfort for this vulnerable thing in in a vulnerable moment in its life that's that's a good thing that's a good thing mm. and uh she was comforted by that <clears throat> and um you know it's it's easy when like theologically, like when we talk about grace, we, we kind of make these neat distinctions. Sure, like, here's this type of grace and here's that type of grace. In real life, it's it's not really that simple. Like we we make distinctions so we can talk about it and think clearly about what God's doing. But in real life, you know, it's it's hard to say what exactly was kicking in there. But no doubt, my own my own baptism was at work because I took that mm-hmm. moment, and it would be easy. I understand why it would be easy to dismiss it as just kind of sentimental pap but kids learn through play. You know, mm. they they learn through these these small events in their lives. And today or or last Tuesday it was a robin. Tomorrow it might be a grandparent with ALS or it might be a friend with depression. Mm. But she's learned Maggie has learned compassion and she's learned the value of showing love to something vulnerable in in a vulnerable state. Mm. You know? Say something more about the comment you mentioned
1: regarding the action of your own baptism, and for that matter, of Maggie's baptism at yeah. play. Yeah, because there are some that might say, "Hold on, what does that
0: mean?" Right. Well, <clears throat> as I, as we pointed out, um, it's not just a taking away that happens at baptism; it's it's a giving as well. I mean, God gives us a share in his own knowledge he gives a share, a share in his own love through faith and and the, the theological virtue of love um and that that orients us i mean that that those are those are stable dispositions that help us act in ways that are divine yes really i mean yes. it's it's divine activity and it's all aimed at <clears throat> um us directing our lives toward eternal life with god mm-hmm. right and I mean, that sounds all really grandiose and, and uh, dramatic, but how how those virtues cash out is in microscopic acts mm. that kind of ripple through time and space that change us and change other people around us and change the world ultimately. Mm. Um, it must be a proud parent moment
1: to see empathy yeah. right, exhibited sure. by one of your children.
0: Yeah. And that she got that, I mean, yeah, it was a good thing that I helped the bird, but I mean, I need to act this way all the time to, to, to humans too, especially humans. Yes. (laughs) So like it didn't stop. It just, it would have been just, just sentimental if it had stopped at helping the bird. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it turned into, you know. An opportunity opportunity to uh, to practice baptismal grace or to 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 employ baptismal grace. Yes, it became something more than that.
1: Right, and for you also to practice that baptismal grace by recognizing, in the midst of a uh, a task that you were seeking to complete, not feeling well. Right. On top of it, yeah, a hundred reasons why yeah. uh, I can buy some time. I don't need to respond right away. Right, right away, or
0: possibly just to dismiss. All of
1: the kids all together with everything that's sure what when, I wanted when to do you, when you got mean, there, <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's you know that's jean pierre de Cassade's point about baptism being the sacrament of the present moment,
1: yeah, I remember you mentioning that now
0: um yes. that's a that's a perfect example, and that's that that's just thinking about that line is what motivated right. me to 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 do something about right <laughs> about the robin, you know, yeah, if we could so. just
1: live in ordinary experience with a with the expectation that the grace that we have received through baptism is going to provide us with what we need.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's easy to lose sight of—let me back up a minute here. Sure. So I, I think most of us view <clears throat> eternal life as like a foreign country, like something that we're, we're kind of, you know, we're just— it's 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 completely foreign to our nature. Um and that's true before baptism. After baptism, mm. it's not true because mm. eternal life has already been implanted in us in a in a limited you know imperfect sort of way. Mm. Like because eternal life is 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 God's life and and we just we just said I mean that that's what that's what the, the the virtues of faith and hope are. They're a yeah. share in God's very life, his way of knowing and his way of loving. And so really what life is like after baptism is just a progressive sort of unveiling of eternal life that's already been implanted mm. in you as a seed. Mm. And I think if we if we come to see the Christian life in those terms it's helpful because you know living the life of a disciple can seem pretty daunting. It can seem yeah. like Trekking up Mount Everest and, it, you know, it, it, you feel like you've made progress, but you keep looking off <clears> the <throat> peak there in the distance and you're not any closer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you look around and suddenly you're alone. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> but with the forms of assistance that God's, God gives us, like faith, like hope, like grace, like the sacraments, um, we learn that appearances can be deceiving. And even though it might not feel like I'm making progress, mm. we can have confidence that that, that we are. yeah.
1: I'm reminded of St. Paul's line. Our citizenship is in heaven, hmm. and from it we await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Living as though I'm a citizen of heaven today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's what marks me. My my citizenship, if you will, is received through baptism. That's what St. Paul is implying. Yep. As he's speaking to the early Christians, and it makes all the difference when we live that way. Mm -hmm. I I can remember living abroad vividly and being quite aware of coming from the United States. Well, what if we were to go about the tasks of daily living, (laughs) being neighbor, um, uh, corralling the children, using a moment as instruction, seeing more than I can imagine in a moment of uh, monotony, Hmm. Because I am a citizen of heaven.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've already we've already noted just in this discussion that I mean God's God's assistance is excessive. Like it's super abundant. It's more than what we need. So this is this is not mission impossible. This is doable. <laughs> um, you know, the only reason why we don't do it, it's, it's not because of our circumstances. I mean, we, we've we've talked ad nauseum about how yeah, it's it's hard to be a Christian in the 21st century. Yeah. The only real reason why we don't do it is because of our own sluggishness of of heart. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, the good news is God can fix that too. Um, We have to be honest about it, uh, but he can fix it. Uh, We just need to tell ourselves and tell one another, you know, lift each other up and, and say that, you know, there, there, there will be no better set of circumstances and no better time than right now to commit ourselves wholeheartedly to the, the call to holiness You brought your A-game today. Well, I'm feeling better, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You're back. It's amazing what a little rest and, you know, (laughs) hydration will do for you.
1: (laughs) And a child Mm. and children uh, in the midst of their own ordinary living, Mm. which suddenly becomes an extraordinary opportunity to consider what really matters the most. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're so glad you're with us. I'm really glad... Uh, that the kids rallied around the Robin. <laughs> <That> <laughs>
0: can, make, we, can we put that on a shirt or something?
1: <laughs> Robin rally. S-
0: sell it yeah. at our website. Yeah,
1: and that that one of your children was further moved to uh, hmm. to provide compassion and empathy. You know, a, a, a uh, an adult woman spent the majority of her of her life and became very famous for. Uh, Reaching out to those who the world scorned, Hmm. uh, ridiculed, or altogether dismissed. Canceled, before that word was ever used. Oh, yeah. And she was about it because uh, they are beloved in God's sight, and that's more than enough for me to pour myself out in Teresa of Calcutta. Hmm. And uh, nearly all of us have been moved by the act of consistent, persistent, enduring empathy. That was shown always an imitation of Christ.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: What you can learn in the neighborhood. No kidding. We are cutting the grass. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes open, friends. That's right. Because God wants to surprise us right where we are. We're cast in the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave. A dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by Catching Christian Faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.